The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. Hi, this is Pastor Johnny Over, founder of the Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park. Here at Sound of Heaven Church, we encourage everyone to understand why they believe what they believe. For me, I had a pretty good childhood, but things got rough fairly quickly. My father was an alcoholic and yet still my best friend. And because of his love for me, which I felt every day, he was my hero. Sadly, my mother had a very different experience. Lonely and sometimes in dangerous situations. The fighting, the marital struggles, the drinking got the best of us and my family fell apart. Through my own personal struggles and demons, I didn't fall. I climbed into the lap of faith and embraced the gospel. Today, I'm ordained and I'm the senior leader of the Sound of Heaven Church. Together with an incredible staff, we offer you the gospel in a way you have never experienced before. Visit my website at soh.church. When considering a church, it's very important to not not only examine their beliefs, but also your own. Visit Sound of Heaven Church at soh.church. That's soh.church. Welcome, everybody, to Sound of Heaven Radio Live, where we are incredibly passionate about making the love of Jesus known to all. And we're here with you each and every Wednesday and Friday at 6 p.m. I am your host, Pastor Johnny Ova, and I pass at the Sound of Heaven Church located in Deer Park. Visit our website, soh.church. That's soh.church. You can see all the great things we're doing in the community. Check out some of our services, hear amazing stories, and much more. Subscribe to our podcast, Sound of Heaven Radio, wherever you get your podcasts and give us a nice, beautiful, amazing, gorgeous five-star rating. Helps us out a ton. Cost you nothing. Like us on Facebook and Instagram by searching Sound of Heaven Live. The call-in number, if you want to jump in on the convo tonight, 631-451-1039, 631-451-1039. I am joined, as always, by my co-host and compadre and amigo, not the three amigos, but just amigo, Jason Koch, D'Ambrosio. What is up, brother? How you doing today? What is up? Happy Friday. Happy Friday, and I've been hearing nothing but amazing things about our Wednesday Wednesday show when you had your dad on on this little on, on this little like fireside chat here and you guys got to, to share a little bit about uh, uh, his story of of surviving brain cancer and and I just heard it was a great time yeah big time kudos to my dad I know he was nervous coming on and but he's got an amazing testimony I told him I said you have to you have to share it and I quote co- you know coaxed him a little bit. Oh, and now you're a radio coach all of a sudden. Well, not coach. I said coach. I, I basically had to trick him into coming here. You had to trick him yeah, into he coming. Yeah, he thought we were going to Applebee's. Gotcha. <laughs> the waitress will be around in a second, but hold on. Just talking to the microphone for a second for a couple minutes. <laughs> no, it was uh, awesome. It was powerful, and you know, I thank God I had the chance to 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 do that with him. It'll be it'll be a memory. And how did he like doing it? Did he enjoy it? He did. I told him. I said, you know what? When it's all said and done, you're going to be like, wow, that was cool. We should do that again. And Lo and behold, is that wow? That was cool. I don't know about the do it again part. He said slow it down, but he was definitely glad that he did. And I think it's important to, to tell your testimony. Yeah, definitely. Right, definitely important to tell your testimony because listen, it's what God has done in your life, and people need to hear it. So, and I, I think people were blessed by it. Gotcha. Awesome, man. Well, I'm glad he came. I'm glad the show was a success on Wednesday. Yeah, you should take off more often. Yeah, you know what? I'll be back in a little bit, all right? Jay, you got it from here? <laughs> no, I, I'm glad you're back. <laughs> he put on the thing. I see on my screen, Bitcoin was invented by Satoshi. I see that. Is that what I'm supposed to be talking about? Oh, we're going to talk about crypto? Oh, that's something I'm interested in. Yeah. What type of crypto do you want to talk about? Uh, well, I think Ethereum is really rocking it right now. That's your that's your prophetic insight on this? Well, yeah, I made a couple bucks on that. You made a couple bucks? I did. A few it, shekels? A few shekels. 30 shekels? Uh, 
a little more. Than Perfect. For 30 shekels, guess what you're able to do? What's that? Betray your Lord and Savior, oh, Jesus Christ. I knew it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, listen. That, that's, uh, yeah, I guess that's another story for another day. We got Bobby with Feel Good Friday oh. uh, on the line here in a little bit. But tonight, we're going to continue to dive into Colossians chapter 3. We've been having a lot of success and a lot of just great feedback as we're reading the Bible uh, through with people, Jay, and I think people are really enjoying it, right? Yep. Uh, I mean, we, we've had some good shows here in, in uncovering the text on Colossians, and really what the cool part about it is is that people, you know, they get to understand the Bible in a new way that they haven't heard before, and this is the type of teachings that you're going to get, real-life applicable teachings. We do every single Sunday at Sound of Heaven Church, located in Deer Park, right next to the Tanger Outlets there. It's a place where all are welcome. You feel the love of God as soon as you walk in there. There's just some amazing, amazing people there. The worship, the music is is amazing off the chain and then the teachings uh, uh, are always they always make sense and they'll challenge you and stretch you and really that's what the church is supposed to be about you've got a great series going on right now yeah we're discovering Adam and Eve it's called a snake in the garden snake in the garden so we get to uh, to chat about that yeah we had uh, the first two series and segments on so the, the little little spoiler you could go and watch the services on SOH.church but part one was about uh, the environment in which God made before he created Adam and Eve and the reason is that I that I felt like to, to go in that way was because I feel that we have to set our environments before we try to birth and build things inside of them, right? If, if God made Adam and Eve on day one before he created the earth, I mean, why would you birth something into something that they would die into? So we had to create the earth. He had to get everything set together. The, everything was ready for them to flourish. And a lot of times with our destiny and our blessings and our future at hand, we got we to gotta get our environments right before we start planting these seeds down. That's true with so many things, right? You plant a garden, you got to prepare the soil yeah you know what i mean a construction site you've got to you got to clear the land you have to make way you have to set up your supplies and all that stuff so so you Really good stuff. It makes it makes sense in every other form of, of life except for the church part of it. That doesn't make right. any sense. Right. right. We, we seem to want to go just on whatever we feel today. Yep. So t- so last week we spoke about function of why he created them, and that's a really awesome message. And then this week we're going to be talking about the snake. The snake? Jake the Jake Snake the sna- I was gonna- Roberts. <laughs> nice. We'll be live at Sound... No, I'm kidding. We'll be talking about the snake in the garden. Although, I will say this. If there's any church that Jake the Snake Roberts is going to show up That's at, true. it's probably ours. That is true. That is a... a, a you very, ever wrestled Jake the Snake? No, I never wrestled Jake the Snake. No, but he did give my sons an, a pin that they still have on their backpacks. Really? Yeah. He was nice when we met him. Real good guy. Okay. I, right. I enjoy him. I know he's one of Bobby's best friends in life, so when we have him on here... Um, so so here, here would be a good uh, a, a good... Uh, maybe prize. If you can call in and tell us what Jake the Snake Roberts' snake name was, we'll give you a Sound of Heaven oh, t-shirt. There, there we go. You get a Sound of Heaven t-shirt if you could call in and name his first snake. The first the snake? The first snake, the main one, yes. Okay. Before Earthquake sat on it and killed it, and then he had to get a... Did that really happen? Yep, yep, oh, yep. Oh, man. And, uh, of course, Bobby somehow coaxed that one in, in, in there, too. I so. think it was Bobby's fault. You know what? Let's bring Bobby on. Let's make him. Let's have him make us feel good. Okay. Is that right? Yeah. All right. Let's get past the Bobby on there with our feel good Friday swing. Bobby's coming tonight from parts unknown. A lot of people come from parts unknown, and and Bobby's there visiting all of his friends there. So, Bobby, how you doing tonight? How's your unknown parts, I'm Bob? Doing good. That 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 was a great opening. I'm glad you you specified the first snake because there was three. Yep. I think you should give like a bonus question. Oh, if they could get and the other two. Ooh. I'll throw in this. If they call in tonight, I will throw them three extra autographs. Oh, you'll, you'll, three, three personalized eight by ten. 
Three personalized eight by th- if they get all three of Jake the Snakes. Now yeah. is it is it your autograph or is it is it like <laughs> no, it, it's somebody me, you and popular? Like, oh me. Oh okay, there you go. Yeah. Uh, we'll do that. Yeah, yeah. No, signed with the blood of Jesus. It, it it can't be when they look it up on the internet. It can't be that. Oh Bob, that's impossible. They, they, yeah, how are we gonna? Yeah, do come that? on. If they do no. that, the Holy Spirit will tell us if you looked it up on the internet. And we'll disqualify yeah, just you. like the people not wearing masks that weren't vaccinated. Hey, did you really get vaccinated? Listen, I identify <laughs> as a vaccinated person. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so make us but feel yeah. good, Bob. Okay, so feel good. There's a lady named Danielle Pappas. She came from North Belmore. I love the story. She's an accountant by day, a photographer by night, part-time. And she decided to put something up on a mom's group page on Facebook. And she just said, listen, 2020 was a horrible year. But I want to hear uh, stories of some joy through pain that you had during that year. So uh, unbeknownst to her, there'd be such a floodgate of responses. She never thought that was going to happen. So what she decided to do after reading quite a lot of these responses is her heart was tugged. And she got touched by many of these stories. And she said, you know what? I think I want to do something really good for some of these people that went through hell, basically. But yet still have a great story to tell of joy. And that that's also, you know... You find joy in the scripture a lot amongst pain. So here she is, who's now she's giving out uh, over 20 different photo shoot family sessions for free. Oh, wow. For those people oh. that, that were touched by it, or what, that she got touched by. So she's just, you know, here she is, just giving out free photo shoots for the families that went through some really horror stories in 2020. And she said this, her exact words were, when I saw the positivities that these people had, I just wanted to do something for them. And that was the only thing she knew how to do, give them a free photo shoot. So I thought that was a pretty cool thing. Uh, that's really, and what's her name and what's her business? Danielle Pappas, and she's uh, from a business called What a Gem Photography. That's her part-time business. What a gem photography out of North Belmore. Oh, that's great. Okay. Daniel Pappas, great, great job. Great Bobby, job. thank you so much uh, for sharing with us you on tonight's good uh, Feel Good Friday segment. So we're going to get into Colossians chapter 2 when we get back here. We're talking about Paul. We're talking about him writing to the church at Colossae, these, these young people who 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 weren't uh, believers in God for a very long time that were getting confused with some of the teaching there. In Colossians 1, we were talking about him uh, uh, talking about the validity and, and how powerful the one and only Christ is, followed by chapter 2 to last week and we talk about being built up in Christ and 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 so that was a really great teaching and tonight in chapter 3 we're going to be talking about putting on the new self let's see the new you and what is the new you in Jesus what does that mean what is what is he talking what is he trying to get these people in Colossae to understand so you're listening to Sound of Heaven Radio we're with you every Wednesday and Friday at 6pm I pastor the Sound of Heaven Church located in Deer Park you can visit our website soh.church soh.church we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back Welcome back, everybody, to Sound of Heaven Radio Live. I'm your host, Pastor Johnny Ovi, Pastor of the Sound of Heaven Church located in Deer Park. Our website is soh.church, soh.church. I'm joined by my co-host, Jason Koch, D'Ambrosio. Tonight, we're breaking down Colossians 3, a little encouragement for you as you're driving home, you're chilling home, you're getting ready for a great weekend. It's beautiful outside. I'm looking at all these lovely, lovely people here in MacArthur Airport getting off their planes from Florida, heading right on back to the island, the one and only Long Island, Strong 
Island. And so we're going to break down chapter number three today. Uh, and uh, the theme of this is put on your new self, be the new you. And what does that actually mean, the new you? And so we're going to start reading at a Colossians 3, verse number one. And then me and Jay are going to have a chat. We're going to break some things down about this. So uh, chapter three, verse one says this. Therefore, if you have been raised with Christ, keep seeking the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. It's just, you know, every time I read a verse, there's so much to take out of each and every one. It's just like we don't have enough time to do this. But okay, in verse two, set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things that are on, on the earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. Man, this is so, all this is just so important. We could go the rest of the night just on this. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about if you have been raised with Christ. So the Bible talks about this concept of being dead, right? And right away, you're thinking like, what what are we talking about? Yeah, you could look at this and being raised with Christ. What what does that even mean? Yeah, and that's what I want to break down a little bit today so people understand that, right? It's similar to what we're talking about before about walking in the ways of Christ, right? And uh, it's pretty much a follow the leader, right? Like, 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 let Jesus be the example. And if you move and you walk and you act like Christ, if you follow in his footsteps, right? Everybody knows that term. Think about that term we use today, follow in his footsteps. That doesn't literally mean you're walking behind somebody's exact footsteps in there, but it means that you're acting like them, you're following their, some of their goals, their, their, the paths that they've paved in their life. And so that's what that term walking with Christ or walking in Christ means. He has provided a way. His death and resurrection provided a supernatural way for us to live eternally with him in heaven. And we are called to walk in him. That means walk in his ways, do as he did, love as he loved, uh, and be as powerful and world-changing as he has been. And a couple of weeks ago, we uh, went through John 3, and we talked about what it actually meant to be born again. And Scripture tells us that when we are born again, when we accept the gift of salvation through Jesus, that we're actually a new creation. So when I look at this and say, you have been raised with Christ, we know that without the resurrection, Christianity isn't even true. Correct. Right? Yep. So, so the fact that uh, Jesus resurrected, he defeated sin and death, and when you accept that gift, you are a partaker of, not only a partaker of that, you operate in that. And I guess maybe that, that might be even a little bit too much, to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, I get it. I definitely get it. But to even make this even more detailed and granular here would be it talking about the, the things that you want, the things that you desire, right. the things that you focus on, the things that are there. Like if we spoke to, to just men, let's say we had a bunch of men in this room, we gather around a table, and we said, what's the most important thing to you? And I'm hoping most of them would say like my family, God first, family, like that's what I hope the conversation would be. But even if they just said my family, my kids, my job and this and that, right? Nobody would really sit here and go, yeah, hookers and cocaine and all these things. But there are a lot of people that put those things before before their family. They right. struggle with those bondages in their life, right? And they know what's wrong, right? They know they shouldn't be doing it. Uh, and they know that if everybody found out that it's embarrassing or shameful or it could destroy their very life, right? Um, and so, but you can't break that. Imagine that there was a way that you can break even the desire to go down that road and be excited and passionate about about the things that you really want to be, about your family, your wife, your kids, and keeping them first and foremost in every aspect of your life. Right, and and th- that is that is absolutely possible, but it needs to be confronted. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, and that's the thing that I think the church gets wrong in a lot of ways. And again, we're not trying to you know take shots at the church, but we want to focus so much on the sin— Right? right, and if really if we hone in on the sin, 
everybody's in trouble. Right. But if we focus on the redemptive power that's through Christ, we realize that my sin, your sin, your mistakes, my mistakes, they're all covered under what Jesus did for us on the cross. Yep. And you see his life, right? You have him living in earth, on earth. He dies. But then even death couldn't hold him down, right? right? Three days later, he resurrected in this glorified body. Its body's not like the old, it's new. And that was a metaphor. It's a real story that was a metaphorical, like prophetic projection on us. The Bible says today, when we accept Christ into our heart, our old self dies and our new self rises up, right? So that was, so the, 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 the imagery to go even further is that your, all your struggles, all your sin, your bondage has the opportunity there to be dead. To be completely buried in that ground with you and your flesh and your desires. Right, so the that, wages of sin is death. Yep. And that way, the only living thing, the only thing that is now living is this new you, is this this powerful you, this unstoppable you. You, Your old self is buried, your new self is risen, and now you're, you're functioning in this, in, in this super focused, super happy, joyful, excited purpose-driven human being. And that's why when when you make that decision to follow God, the reality is is that you are raised with him in in heavenly places, right? You have a place in heaven. Um, but I like how it says, set your hearts on the things above. And a little bit later, set your minds on the things above because that's where the process starts. It's now shifting your mindset from the things that you always know, uh, from the things that you related to in your old self and starting to focus them on what God wants. And by doing that, it's focusing on God himself, focusing on Jesus. Right. Can we break this down just even a little bit more? Sure. Right. All right. So it says, set your minds on things that are above. Again, so what would that mean? That would mean set your mind on the things of God. Set your mind on the things of heavenly places. And so we see in the scriptures, right? The Bible talks about heaven. And this is one of those aspects where we are called to bring heaven down on earth. And so one of the, and so if you know what heaven is, and there's a lot of descriptions of what the kingdom of God is and what the attributes of that are. For example, one is that there are no tears in heaven. There's no more crying or mournful, right? And so let's say you bump into somebody who's just sorrowful. They've been through a hard time. They're desperate. They're crying. They're mourning, right? You come over and you give them an encouraging word. You empower them of why they shouldn't be. All of a sudden, their sorrow transforms into hope, right? into joy. What you just did is what the Bible describes as bringing heaven onto earth. You took where there is no sorrow and brought it here, and it's impacted somebody here. Yeah, you know, we hear that term, and we think it's something like, oh, I'm going to Part the I'm gonna, right, right. I'm gonna part the Great South Bay, you know, like Moses parted <laughs> the Red Sea. But bringing heaven to earth, on earth as it is in heaven, is exactly what you said. The second that you can come to somebody and forgive them, or you know, despite their their uh, you know their mistakes, have unconditional love for them. That is bringing heaven to earth. Absolutely. And that's what you do. When you learn the attributes of heaven, which you can read in scriptures, you can read in Revelation, you can read in, I think, First and Second Peter, off the top of my head, they give you these different attributes of the kingdom of God. Jesus taught about all the parables of, of what manifests from the kingdom of God being here. And so all those things you could see, one of them is, right, Jesus comes with peace that goes beyond all understanding, where everything is chaos around you, but you just have this peace that you cannot explain, right? And some of us are worried, we're frantic, we're full of anxiety, we're full of all this Stuff, but if you give your heart to Christ today and invite Christ into your heart, you don't have to sit there with the anxiety, the fear, the doubt, the worry, the, the all these things that we know scientifically brings on all these health issues and health problems. You know, that was one of the things that drew, drew uh, me toward Christ. I got around people who had this peace about them that I couldn't explain, right? Even though things were going wrong in their life, the way they handled it, the way they approached life. And I wanted to know, 
what makes these people different than anybody ever met in my right, life? Right, And right. I found out. It was Jesus. Yep, absolutely. And that's, see, these are the things we're talking about. And we got, just, we're going to take a little, another break in a second here. But verse number three says, For you have died, and your life is hidden in, uh, with Christ in God. Again, this death is not your physical death. This right. is the death of your carnality once you become a Christian, right? So all those things that tempt you and draw you onto things that just do nothing to destroy your life, like addictions and stuff, that was what you were identified with. Yeah, my dad was a drunk, so I'm a drunk. My dad was angry now I'm angry. You struggle with this, now you struggle with this, and and so forth and so on. So when you believe in Christ and come in covenant with him, those old things die away. This new self rises, and now everything that you were identified as is dead. So that's what it's talking about here. You have died. Your life is now hidden in in Christ. It's covered under the blood. And then when Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed. And we know Christ is here. Christ is present. He is revealed. We are powerful. We're unstoppable. And all those in him, there's nothing that can stop them from being everything that God has so stop holding on to the dead things in your life absolutely just move forward believe in it the impossible because uh, all things are possible for those who believe amen to that guys you're listening to Sound of Heaven Radio I'm your host Pastor Johnny Ova joined by my co-host Jason Koch D'Ambrosio we pass it to Sound of Heaven Church go to our website SOH.Church that's SOH.Church we're going to take a quick break we're going to be right back with more Colossians chapter 3 Hi, this is Pastor Johnny Over, founder of the Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park. Here at Sound of Heaven Church, we encourage everyone to understand why they believe what they believe. For me, I had a pretty good childhood, but things got rough fairly quickly. My father was an alcoholic and yet still my best friend. And because of his love for me, which I felt every day, he was my hero. Sadly, my mother had a very different experience. Lonely and sometimes in dangerous situations. The fighting, the marital struggles, the drinking got the best of us and my family fell apart. Through my own personal struggles and demons, I didn't fall. I climbed into the lap of faith and embraced the gospel. Today, I'm ordained and I'm the senior leader of the Sound of Heaven Church. Together with an incredible staff, we offer you the gospel in a way you have never experienced before. Visit my website at soh.church. When considering a church, it's very important to not only examine their beliefs, but also your own. Visit Sound of Heaven Church at soh.church. That's soh.church. Welcome back, everybody, to Sound of Heaven Radio Live, where we are incredibly passionate about making the love of Jesus known to all. We're with you every Wednesday and Friday at 6 p.m. I'm your host, Pastor Johnny Ova, and I pastor the Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park, and we want you to check out our website, soh.church. That's soh.church. I'm joined by my partner, Jason Koch D'Ambrosio. Today, we are talking Colossians chapter 3. We're breaking down the putting on of the new self in our last segment we just broke down the first four verses to so we understand the terms of being raised with Christ and seeking the things that are above and setting your mind on the things above and uh you know that you have died and hidden with Christ there's a lot of verbiage that we have to get on the same page with before we move on to understand the rest of the of the chapter right it's it's about moving forward in your walk with God yep Yep, so I'm going to read chapter verse 5, and we're going to go, go through it. it. So now that we're on the same page with that, and if you're just joining us, go to uh, wherever you get your podcast, search Sound of Heaven Radio there. Uh, you can subscribe to our podcast there. We, pod, we, we podcast all of our live shows there. You can get all the past ones uh, there too. All right, so verse number 5 says this. Therefore, treat the parts of your earthly body as dead to sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and greed, which amounts to idolatry. 
For it is because of these things that the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience. And in them you also once walked, and you were living in them. But now you also rid yourselves of all of them, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene speech from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you strip off the old self with its evil practices, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created it, a renewal in which there is no distinction between Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian and, was that Scythian? Scythian? Scythian, I think so too. Slave and free, but Christ is all and in all. So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other, whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so must you do also. In addition to all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Let the peace of Christ, to which you were indeed called in one body, rule in your hearts and be thankful. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. A lot there. A lot there. But it's exactly what we were making the distinction of in the first one, right? Of what your old self is and what your new self is. It clearly gives you examples of those things. Yeah, I'm looking at the NIV version here, and it starts off with, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Uh, sexual immorality, uh, impurity, lust, desires, and it says, which is idolatry. So I look at that and put to death, it's it's our it's our job to it's like our decision it's our action to remove these things from our life why and what does it mean by which is idolatry because a lot of these things we you said it earlier we know that it's holding us back but we let it go so we almost put it before god's plan for our life yeah yep and idolatry is what worshiping other gods and you may think like well i don't worship other god but listen whatever you put before god is what you worship Right, you know, wherever your focus is is what you're is what you're admired. Some people it's social media, some people it's money, some people it's business. You're controlled by your God. Yeah, I mean that that is worship at its core, right? It's whatever you put first, whatever you put at the forefront of your attention, your adoration, so to speak. Yep, it's exactly what it is, and so it gives you some examples of that. So again, a quick example: driving on the Long Island Expressway, we know that's a nightmare. Somebody cuts you off, you get angry, you want to kill the guy. You don't kill the guy. Why? Because you know if you kill the guy, you get arrested for murder, and and then the consequences for that are much more worse than just forgiving them and moving forward by staying in your car, right? right. And so what you just did was you put to put to death your anger that came out of that situation, right. right? Like you didn't act and feed into the anger that was uh, that was covering you, that was that that you were legitimately feeling at that time. You put that to death, and you let what we would call here the peace that goes beyond, or the knowledge or wisdom rule and reign in that moment. Well, you use the term wisdom, right? So <clears throat> there's kind of two ways to look at that. One is I don't want to do this because I'm afraid of the circumstance, right? right? Uh, but I would say a greater form of love would even be is like I'm not doing that because that's not who i am right you know i'm a i'm a child of god you know right. what i mean i i am i am not a murderer as i may feel like i want to be one right now but i am not a murderer right but there are some people that think that they are they really think they're born that way 
but and, yeah. and 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 that's a desire of theirs. Well, and and I get that question a lot. Well, what about people that were born this way? Well, I would say this: you could be born predisposed to something, but you're not predestined to something. Sure. You follow what I'm saying? Like, like, listen, you could be born in a, with certain urges. You could be born uh, with certain tendencies. You could even be born physically with things. But the gospel can change all that. Yeah. You know, like my dad was here. You know what I mean? Not that he was born with the cancer, but that was physically changed by the power of God. There's nothing that God can't change. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. And it gives us some examples here. Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, greed, all this stuff is idolatry. And these are all things that are there. And even in verse 8, rid yourselves of anger and wrath and malice and slander. I've never heard somebody say, I, I'm just so full of anger. I, I'm so excited. I'm so full of right. wrath. I'm, I'm so full. I love when I slander people. That just makes me feel so great about my... Nobody says those things. Right. And we always want to put like, you know, the, the pedophilia, you know, and but our anger or our lying or right. these little things. You know, these are all things that hold us back. And again, you notice in here, there's nothing that says, or you will go to hell. Right. You know what I'm saying? These are What the Apostle Paul is trying to get across here is like these things are holding you back from who you really are. Yep. From who God created. And, and listen, that's why what God looks at you as what he planned for you. And it's up to us to walk that out. And verse 10, put on your new self which is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created it. Now, this is the interesting part of this renewal process, right? And this is the renewing your mind. And think of if you had to renew a membership, right? Every month you had to renew it. Every month you get charged. Every month you have to go in and pay a price to have your membership still attained, right? And here it's talking about we're renewing our true knowledge, the truth of true knowledge according to the one who made us, according to God. Well, how do you do that? By reading the Bible, by understanding his word. Every time you read about God's character and his plans for for human, for mankind, uh, you get renewed in purpose and identity. Every time you go to church, you learn things. This is why church is important. No, you're not going to hell because you don't go to church. No, but church isn't here necessarily for God. It's here for you. This is for your benefit. This is what sharpens you. This is what pours knowledge in you. This is what helps you stay accountable. This is what creates environments for you to come in to give God honor. I, I think Lord. you, last week, I think you called it a charging station. Yeah, yep. Yeah, it's like you're charging, like a, you have a charger at your house, you charge your phone. Phone works perfectly fine, unless it's not charged. But I, I think that's the spectator mentality that we need to get away from, right? Is like a lot of times we go to church to just check it off the list. But if you go there with the intention of like, hey, I'm going to hear something that's going to change my life. And then once I accept that, I'm going to go out and I'm going to act on that. Right. You know, and a lot of times we just want to be spectators to what God's doing. But meanwhile, you're meant to be a vessel for what God's yep. doing. And then paying it forward, then being a part of the local community, and then joining arms together to help other people who were just like you in those same situations. Right. And that doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. I'm not perfect. Jay's not but no, None of us are. We all fall short. We all make mistakes. But we all know that we're a bunch of imperfect people worshiping a perfect God. We right. all know that we're a bunch of people that, that have messed up, that have been forgiven, that have been loved unconditionally. And because of that, we do the same for everybody who walks through that door at Sound of Heaven. And that is the ministry of reconciliation, right? It's realizing that despite the bad things that are in your life, that God reconciled himself to you, that God actually wants to have a relationship with you, wants to be active in your life. Uh, and then once you really grasp onto that, you realize you look to your right, you look to your left, and you realize, wow, just like he did it for me, he'll do it for them. 
And so to to counter this this evil, the uh, anger, the wrath, the malice, the slander, obscene speech, to, to counter that, this is what he tells us in, in 12 here. Put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, right? When your wife or husband is describing you, you don't want to be described, ah, they're full of wrath and malice and slander. These aren't good things. Again, even though we do them at times, right? right. We do them at times, and it, it kind of lets off steam, but it's still not good. We, wouldn't it be better not to just feel that at all, being able to take those bolts, let it bounce off you, and not have it affect you? And notice how it says, put on a heart of compassion. It's your job to put these things on you and then walk those things out. Not an easy thing, but it's a necessary thing. Right? How many of you? How many of you listening out there said something in anger that you really just stuck your foot in your mouth? You shouldn't have said it to begin. Right, and you can't unring a bell, and you can't take it back, and, and can't all put that. the toothpaste back in the tube. Right, yeah, there all you those, go. All, all those sayings, all those adages. Right, but that's why this chapter starts off with "Set your hearts on the things above, set your minds on the thing above." It's really what you're focusing on, and if you're focusing on the good, and you're focusing on God, then look, things are going to get thrown at you. You're going to get messy every day. Yep. But if you're focused on something above that, uh, then then that's how you can live above that. That's how you could be raised above that, yeah, like you're raised with Keep Christ. going on 13, bearing with one another. Yeah, somebody's been bearing with you. Right. All right? Again, probably your wife, right? Your oh, husband. yeah. They're bearing with you. Your kids deal with you. Your, your coworkers deal with you, right? So you deal with other people, too. Are you talking to our audience or are you talking to me? You. Oh, all right. No, you're looking right at me. Our audience is perfect. All right. In every way, shape, well, or I can't form. say you're wrong. So. Perfect. Perfect. Like 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 a Greek god. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Lowercase g. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, and forgiving each other, whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you. And that's the point. You could go, well, this person said this person's a jerk, and this person said this against me. And God's saying, well, you're doing this stuff against me, and I forgave you, and I loved you, and I sacrificed my son for you. What do you got to say about that? Yeah, that's uh, the parable of of the uh, was it the wicked ser- was it the wicked servant where it's like uh, or the for- forgiven I don't know what the name of the parable is but I should know right? your life's a parable oh see that but no the the one where where uh, he forgives the other person right and then God oh no the master forgives him and then he goes and he doesn't forgive right. the next guy that owes him money right right yeah well I butchered that pretty good didn't I he did like communion where you had a, so Jason at one time was doing <laughs> oh, communion you bring at the this church up? yeah this is ridiculous right <laughs> so I asked Jason I'm like Jay last time well, can you just go do communion I mean communion is the most standard process in all of church period I know for somebody that went to Catholic church my whole life this was like the it's the biggest mistake of my ministry career it, it sure. is it is it's hysterical because you got the wafers and you got the the blood of Jesus, the cup of the grape juice, right? And normally you, you, you take partake of the body first and then you, you partake of the blood afterwards to drink. Jason reverses it, right? I did. So Jason has them drink the blood first and then he has them eat the wafer. And then you have in, 90% of the congregation choking to death on cotton mouth on this wafer. In, in, my, defense, in my defense, at that point in church, we didn't have quite as many volunteers we had now. So I'm running all over the place. And he comes over, he's like, you're on communion. And you see I, this? He just shifts blame completely. Like they forced you no no you forced me no, you to said, do communion and i went up in front and i did i reversed it and uh i did I, and i did relish a little bit that everybody had cotton see mouth he's talking about relish stuff. cotton mouth i mean everything he talks about has some type of food in it. yeah that's true that's true speaking of food i want to talk about tasso not taco tasso what is tasso tasso is the he is the greek word that means to submit 
to submit. Oh. And the reason why is because in the very next uh, verse here, it talks about family relations. And this is probably where we're going to stay for the rest of the show here okay. as we go out, where it says, wives. You're going to end it like this? Heck okay. yes, I am. All right. Be subject to your husbands as fitting in the Lord. The NIV says, wives, submit to your husbands. And I just want to say, my wife submits to me. Does she? She submits her demands and I do whatever she wants. So you're telling me this Latina woman from Brentwood submits to your fake Irish white Italian. (laughs) No, she submits her demands to me and I follow through. That's it. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) There we go. That is true. That's exactly what this reads. All right. And 19 husbands love your wives and do not become bitter against them. Children, obey your parents in everything. Guy, every everything. Parent, just circle that right now. Children, obey your parents in everything. For this is pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, do not antagonize your children. I'm out. Yeah. So that they will not become discouraged. All right? So I want to stop right there because so many people, and this is where context and knowing what the language was back in the day is really important. Right. right? It's really, really important to understand these things because how many people today, Jay, and how many men take this as like, I own my wife. Right. You know, my wife is subject to me. Submit to me. You do as I say. This is what the Lord says. And meanwhile, in every verse where it talks about submission, the very next verse talks about husbands honoring and literally raising up and and, and, right. and loving their wives, treating your wives or you treat yourself, all those types of verses. We want to forget all of that. But we don't understand the context of this word submit. So I wanted to break that down a little bit, you know, just so we understand how this works. And you see, it's really a partnership and not a a hoarding over or a lording over where you rule the roost in the sense of I say it, you do it. So the the word here to be subject to or or, or to submit is, is two words. It's it's hupo and tasso. And like I said, not taco, okay? Right. Tasso. Tasso. Ta- I see as I'm saying I this, wish it would have been taco. I, I literally see like the nacho cheese and the and the lettuce and the beef just jumping. My wife actually made tacos last night. It was, and was it good? Very, oh, it was I could tell. Yeah. I can tell. I still got some on my shirt. Yeah, it's on your shirt. If it was me, it would have been in my beard, but that's another story. And so hupo is the uh, the Greek word means to be under, right? To be under, all right? So pause there. Tasso. It means to gather together, to agree to a station or position, to place in certain order, to arrange or to assign. So pretty much what this word is really describing here is that, okay, we're going to come together. And we're going to work out how we're going to attack this thing called life, right? Well, you are going to be doing this. I'm going to be doing this. Is this okay with you? You say, yep, that's okay with me, right? The fact that we're even dialoguing about this is what this word to be subject to means. Right. Or to be submission to means. That that we're obedient. So what I'm going to do is I want to place my wife in the best position to win. Say, Rach, what do you want to do? Well, I want to do this. I want to, My wife has a tremendously successful macaron business, right? And the macaroon or macaron? I, it's really macaroon, but my wife thinks it's macaron. And so I'm going to keep saying, see, I said that with a little Spanish flair too. It's a French Spanish. That was a terrible. Macaron? Macaron. Macaron. You're just not good. Macaron. But anyway, my wife makes the most delicious macarons you've ever had in your entire life. Put an eye at the end of that. It could be macaroni. <laughs> Again, see? See what we deal with here with Jason and his food? Jason's thinking of macaroni macarons. That's but, right. um, you know, she, you, my wife, I want to be a stay-at-home mom. I didn't tell her you stay home and you you know you have to cancel your career you have to do all this stuff and you have to my wife decided to do that. Okay, well what are we going to do about this? And together as a team we worked out how our life was going to play out. And right. obviously nothing ever goes as planned. We make Yeah, so it's not just go. what Johnny wants, that's Correct. what everybody. Okay. Correct. And that teamwork is what the word subject means in there, right? That no party in the marriage just gets to do whatever they want to do. 
you, when you say I do, you're agreeing to a covenant, a, an agreement, right? Just as if you were in a rental agreement with the person who owns the home, you can't just do whatever you want to do in the home. You can't just buy the apartment, knock the walls down, paint the outside of the bottom layer, uh, the bottom part of the house that you rent on the outside and just do whatever you want. No, you have to ask and then you have to agree upon it and then you put the work in for it to make it successful. And that's really with the partnership of, of, of marriages. And you see that clearly as well too within in the relationship between God and his people too. God has created you, put desires and passions in, in your life and then stations and positions you to maximize the passions and desires that you have. Right, and the more that you converse with God, the more that you lean into God, the more freedom he's gonna give you to operate and do everything that, you know, that... So my role, because people don't like that, what's your role? What's your role? Because everybody just wants to do whatever the, whatever they want to do. And that's sure. just not the way life works. You just nope. can't get on the road and drive however fast you want. There's rules and regulations. Yeah, I think things. people are really, they, they get offended by the term role as if there should be rules. But listen. Because it, the people go to extremes with every word thrown out there. Like if you disagree with somebody, it's you're the opposite, right? Like, oh, I, I don't agree with you there. What do you mean? You're for this? No, I'm not for this. I just disagree with your yeah, point. Yeah, that's on what that we call matter. a straw man argument. Yeah, right? and it's yeah. the same thing here. You know, there, I have a role in my, 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 my marriage. I'm here to protect my wife. Yes, I need to protect my wife and my children. I need to supply for my wife and kids. I need to make sure that they are well taken care of. That is my duty. That is my responsibility that I gladly take on and my wife gladly keeps me in that position to do so. With that being said, my wife has goals and desires and dreams that she personally has in her life that it is also my job to put her in the correct position and to help her maximize everything that she has too. And honestly, vice versa. And and me providing, my wife prays for me, covers me, encourages me, deals with me. We need want each other to work as a powerful team. Right, and and it's in that type of environment that everybody thrives. And with that, you need God and God needs you. Right. You know, you need God in your life because you can't do this by yourself. And honestly, God wants you in his life and he wants that relationship with you because his plan on earth is gonna manifest through you. And if not you, he'll find somebody else. But he wants to do it through you. Right. That's why we're his field. We're his building. He is. He plants in us, and it's our job to change the world with his power and his love. And God is called the groom, and we are called the bride of Christ. His church is the bride. And so he just like husbands treat their wives, he treats us and puts us in position to succeed. So I just want to encourage you tonight to just hear the voice of God over your life. Call upon his name. Invite Jesus into your heart. Ask him to make you new. Make you a new creature. Make you a, a new person. Forgive you of all your sins. And today, make that declaration that Jesus Christ is my Lord and is my Savior. And if you made that prayer and you made that cry, I want you to go to SOH.Church. Hit that contact button and let us know you did that. We got some gifts that we want to send you to help you along your journey uh, as, a, as a new believer and a new follower in Christ, a Christian. But thanks again for listening. We're with you every Wednesday and Friday uh, right here on Sound of Heaven Radio. We'll see you next Wednesday. Everybody have a great weekend. God bless. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors.